This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? We're on the show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. If you want to jump in with questions, comment, cl- comments, click email the show at financial coachingradio.com a lot of people facing a lot of unique circumstances and for retirees those unique problems and circumstances are no different here are a couple items coming at you from Kiplinger personal finance magazine three very different problems for today's retirees and it's not just today it's been this way for a little bit but there are some unique things that have been slightly off from where they were a year or two or three ago. And that's what we're going to discuss right now for those nearing or in retirement listening in today. Low interest rates. And when you approach retirement, enter retirement, a lot of people start shifting from growth assets to more income and asset preservation. That would be you're getting away from... It's advisor speak for you. You're going to move away from being aggressive and having a large a larger percentage of your asset allocation into stocks and more into bonds. It doesn't necessarily have to be this way. This is just what typically or what is typical of retirees and what advisors are recommending for retirees. And the assets, so you move away from stocks, you move away from a large cap, a U.S. stock index fund, an international index fund, maybe a real estate fund, and you maybe have 60, 70, 80%, maybe 90% allocated to those three asset classes, maybe more. You can break it out further just to keep things simple. But you start moving away from this quote-unquote stock asset classes, maybe more into bonds, CDs, fixed income. And when interest rates are low, like they have been for several years, interest rates are basically lower than they've ever been on anything at any time it's where retirees start feeling a little bit pressured there because they're not they had maybe forecasted they were going to get a four five six percent return on their fixed income assets and then now they're in retirement and it's just not there so what can you do well the simple answer is you really can't do much but here's my experience with it and now, if you're going out and your idea was, well, I want to retire, I have a million bucks, two million bucks, whatever it is, and I'm going to just stick it all into CDs, it's not going to work. 
It's just not going to work. Those asset classes are not going to be enough, earning enough to even outpace inflation. Uh, furthermore, they're not going to be earning enough to offset your withdrawal rate with inflation. So this is not going to work. So if we get into this low interest rate environment and start thinking about things that are just tied to those interest rates that or the interest rate environment that we're in, I don't think that's an accurate way to portray it. It's more about what's the bond environment like? What's the fixed income environment like? Because if you go out today and you say, well, I'm going to invest 50% of my money in U.S. and international stock funds and then 50% and bonds and cash, maybe keep 5% in cash for your withdrawals on an, on an annual basis, and you replenish that every year, but every year, but the rest of it is in bond funds. could be U.S., international, high yield, whatever. We're not making this an asset allocation segment. I firmly believe if you go out a long enough period, most of those fixed income classes are going to get you higher than the rate of inflation. They're going to get you higher than 3%, 3 4 5%. If we're talking about taxable accounts, non-retirement accounts, we're going to be having municipal tax-free bonds in there. I firmly believe those asset classes are going to do as well. Now, with interest rates where they are now, are you going to see the returns you saw 10, 15, 20 years ago from fixed income holdings? Certainly not. But the point of bringing it up and discussing it today is because it is a risk you did not face years ago in retirement. So now if you're nearing retirement or in retirement, it is one that you're facing right now. The next risk that everyone is facing is taxes. We always face tax risk, right? What is tax risk in this environment as I see it? Well, we're in this great, especially if you're a business owner, but we're in this, and I can't really say for the higher up income, I don't know if there's a huge difference in tax policy for the last six or seven years or a decade, but I can certainly say that if you're in the middle class, that the tax policy is different in the most recent times than it was three or four or five years ago because the tax brackets change. So there's a 10% tax bracket and a 12% tax bracket that is capturing a lot of folks in the United States, retired or not helping them save money on taxes. And then the next bracket is 22%, then 25, I believe, and it goes up from there. But I say all of that to say is that under current legislation with Congress, current legislation, those tax cuts that Trump did are set to expire in just a few years. And if they expire in just a few years, they're gonna go back to the way they were. What are the odds of that happening? I don't think anything's going back to the way they were. I think Congress is going to rearrange it again and do it totally different. So that's where we have to take the tax risk. Well, if they do nothing and let the tax cuts expire, we know how to predict that. The likelihood of them doing that and doing nothing and not and just letting it go back, probably not going to happen under any administration. So that is the tax issue. But the thing about it is we don't know. It's one of those unknowns. We cannot control it. We have no idea what's going to happen. The best you can do is the best you can do. But I think as long as you take a conservative approach of what your taxes and tax rates are going to be throughout retirement, I think you're going to be okay. So this is one of the things that irks me about financial articles. It gets people thinking, well, oh, I didn't think about that. <gasps> I didn't think about that either. 
Am I really prepared? Am I really ready to retire? Am I really going to make it? Am I going to outlive my money? I think if you did everything as best you could on the front end with the information you had, I think you're going to be okay. But you do have to be aware of how the tax policy does impact your retirement. That's why a lot of planning goes into before retirement. You need to figure out, okay, how much money do I have coming in from my pensions and IRAs and 401ks? How much money will I have? That's going to be counted as ordinary income. How much money do I am I going to have coming in from maybe Roth IRAs that do not count as taxable income? It's tax-free. How much am I going to have in income from capital gains, which are taxed differently, maybe not even taxed at all, combining those three sources together to have a very advantageous tax strategy, really prepared for almost anything. But it's something that needs to be addressed. Now, this last one is certainly nothing new to retirees, and that's longevity risk. People are living longer. They're going to continue to live longer. What is the right amount, right amount of time to plan in retirement? You know, it's it's a little bit individualized. Meaning, if your if your whole entire family has never lived past age eighty, I don't know how great of an idea is it for you to pinch everything in your for retirement plan on you living till a hundred. There's nothing wrong with doing that if you want to, but I just don't think it's a must do in that situation. But if every, you know, if you just want to plan and plan for everything, I think looking at a 25-year to 30-year retirement span will solve, not solve, but will, will, will hedge you against any of your longevity risk. You can live to 110 and, 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 and not be okay. But one thing about retirement models that you must understand, even if we're looking and planning for a 30-year retirement, most advisors are going to be looking at it from a worst case scenario period. So as long as you are not living in the worst 30 years ever, the likelihood of even you running out of money then is low. But we have to flip it around and talk about if you're really planning on stretching your money 30 years and you don't make it 30 years, what have you done with your income in those years that you were alive. You've taken less because you were planning for something that didn't happen. So we got to make it individualized here and say, well, family history, it's there, it's not there. How, do, how does it make me feel to plan out this long retirement and spend less income? Or maybe I want to spend more now and I'm not so worried about the long, long term. That's what financial planning is. And that's why you're locked in right here on Financial Coaching Radio because that's what we're talking about. And we'll continue to talk about Keep It Right Here on WGNS. I'm back with you right after this. I'm Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner. See you in a bit. So why on earth should I moan? Because when I get you alone, you know I'll be here. Okay. When I walk in the door, everything seems to be right. When I'm home, feeling you holding me tight. Tight, yeah. is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 
great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Spark with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. We have many great insurance agents in Rutherford County. The trouble is most of them really don't work for you and me. That's why I only recommend the independent agents of Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. They've helped many of my clients get the home and auto insurance coverages they need while also saving them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. See if you're wasting money on home and auto insurance today by calling Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 898-0053. That's 898-0053. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Back once again is John Baker, estate planning attorney. For all his info, check out his website, bakercouncil.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always great to be here. All right, John, I want you to start by telling the listeners uh, once again, since it's been a while, a little bit about your practice, your areas of expertise, where you focus. Okay, yeah. So we do, you know, we do estate planning and uh, elder law, long-term care planning, um, and estate administration. So pretty much the whole gamut of estate planning, estate administration, and elder care. Uh, one of the focuses we have in our practice is the elder care element of it, which we focus a lot on long-term care. So uh, if particularly for retirees, uh, long-term care is the is usually the uh, the biggest financial risk they have. So we, we try to help people plan for that and uh, and set their plan up so that they have something in place to deal with those issues, you know, should they have them. And of course, we also uh, work with clients who, who are actually dealing with those issues and we help them uh, if they, you know, potentially qualify for Medicaid if they need Medicaid and, uh, you know, do, do that as well. So that's, that's mostly what we do in a nutshell. All right, let's talk about the life stages of estate planning as described in the one article is that you're young and you have no assets and then you're young, married with children, and then you're nearing retirement or in retirement, maybe with more assets. Life changes how an estate plan is done. What is an overview of estate planning for someone that's young without a whole lot of stuff? Yeah, so so for a younger couple, you know, it's really important to uh, have powers of attorney and to have some form of, of, of basic will. And if they're children, you know, have some provision for them in case mom and dad, you know, are not uh, around and, uh, and and someone else needs to take care of them and manage their uh, funds. Uh, obviously, life insurance can be a big component for a young family because they may have young dependents and got to get them grown. And if, if you pass away and you don't have your income anymore, they're going to need probably need a pretty good bit of money to get them grown. And through high school or through college. So, uh, you know, those are the really big emphasis points. Uh, the guardian for minor children, if they have minor children as well. A trust for the minor children is, is pretty common. So, you know, those are usually the focuses for, for young people. Now, how, what would you say the amount of wills you're doing for a cup for a folks under 30 is and under 30 <laughs> under 30 <laughs> uh slim to none maybe uh you know probably yeah it's a pretty low percentage though and I, it's you know, always shocking mm-hmm. and for, to talk with someone that has children and that's really 
Not that there aren't reasons to, when you're single or just a young married couple, not to have estate planning. There is. But really the big reason why the driving factor behind most people's decision to do this is, is children. It's huge because you have to have someone take care of your children if you're not there. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and, and so many don't. I, I'd probably say the, the, the probably the much greater percentage of couples under 30 uh, don't have any planning. You know, they're just not there yet. They're young. They're not thinking about dying that much. They have a lot going on. They got their career starting up. They may be, you know, just starting a family. They just have a lot going on. And it's people naturally procrastinate estate planning because they think, oh, I can always do that tomorrow or tomorrow and tomorrow. And then it just never gets done. Everybody knows it's important. Everybody knows you should have it. But it's still hard to, to get in and do it. The other life stage is when you start developing assets. So let's say someone is has high income. They start buying maybe investment property. They, they accumulate a substantial amount of their 401k, but they're not ready to retire uh, and maybe they still have children, but they're now their adult children. What changes uh, do they make to their estate plan versus someone just starting out? Yeah, so they're they're becoming you know more more concerned about uh, you know just exactly what you said you know those assets and that that they're building over time and how to manage them. You know, when when they were thirty, maybe they didn't have any assets per se to, to manage much, but now. You know they're 45 and they 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 they've got incomes. You know they're starting to build some wealth, and uh, you know these th- they start thinking about how is this going to be managed? Who's going to take care of this if something happens to me? So they, they they start thinking more about it as they go through that progression and those stages of life. And when people get older, their health starts to turn. You know maybe not their mental health yet because that causes some estate planning issues. But they're still mentally there, but they're starting to be aware aware of their frailty maybe that hey this is this has an end in sight i need to make sure i'm doing everything that i'm doing i would say this is probably the majority of people coming in for estate planning if they aren't on the upper end of net worth knowing they have to avoid taxes so what are some of the tips you give people in that situation where hey it's time to get it done it's now or never yeah so so at that at that stage we're probably talking even more about long-term care because they're getting closer to those ages and you know, we know that the, the, the majority of people at some point in their life are going to need some sort of uh, long-term care. And uh, the taxes may become a bigger issue. You know, you got your big IRAs and your 401ks and, and your, your taxes there. Uh, if they own appreciated property, they start thinking about capital gains taxes. And they start thinking about asset protection uh, for their, uh, you know, when, when my spouse or my children inherit you know, I want to protect this. I don't want somebody to sue my child and, and get all the inheritance that I worked for, you know, my life to give to my child or, or my spouse. And for someone stepping up to the plate to get this done for the first time, is it the first step they need to make is reach out to a, an attorney who is focusing on these areas of planning because there's many attorneys that do many, many different things. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's a great place to start, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, highly qualified financial planners, uh, you know, like yourself, certified financial planners, uh, usually uh, are, are, are a lot of times a first step as well. Uh, and they, they may initiate the, uh, uh, the discussion. And, uh, but yeah, so, so that's, but that's, that's a great way to, to do it. And uh, 
I do, you know, there's there's is a big temptation today to try to do these things on your own or do them through a internet or, or something like that. But I, you know, just would really caution people to to be careful because you know there's a lot of a lot of little things you have to, you have to kind of have to cross your t's and dot your i's in this stuff, or or it may not work the way you intended. And if you've built up some wealth, uh, you know your life savings, your life's work. It's probably that's probably a time when it's worth the the money to hire the lawyer to you know to try to get it done right. For just joining in, we're talking estate planning with John Baker, estate planning attorney. Eight nine six five six two one is his phone number. BakerCounsel.com is the web address. That's a great segue into what I was going to ask you. What is the latest on the online resources for getting? Estate, any legal document, really. It's not just estate planning. Mm-hmm. Has there been any major changes? They're still just, you know, you, you log on, you set up an account, and you tell them what state you live in and what document you want, and you can pretty much get yeah. anything you want. Yeah. Um, has there been any changes in that industry? Uh, you know, I think it's pretty much, that, you know, that, that that that's pretty much how, how, how it is. And, uh, you know, what, what, you're, what you're purchasing is is a document, and generally they're 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 pretty generic documents because they're using basically the same form f- systems for everybody, uh, uh, and and while they may have some legal information available, it's it's very it's 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 common to to see mistakes made in that form of planning, and and that usually it may save a little money on the front end, but 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 cleaning it up in a probate administration in court can, can on be the back really ex- on the back end can be really expensive and stressful and, and it may not turn out the way you want it may not go to who you intended um, so buying so, a document without advice could get you in trouble yeah so, that's so you really need to buy the advice and then right. you really get the document and that's with you know the modern trend with, with, with our estate planning law firms is to really focus on on, on on you know what we're doing and, and providing that that service and that counsel to the client and, and, and giving them a you know a really positive value you know good value uh, experience with it and uh, so I think the older days of you kind of go into the lawyer and you tell you tell the lawyer kind of what you want and the lawyer kind of figures you know here's how to do it and he says here's the document and sign it you know this that's not really how, how it, you know how how how, a, how the modern law firms are doing it today. We're trying to you know be much more client engaged. I think clients want more engagement with that. You know they just don't want to be told here's what you need and sign here. They they really want to have more understanding. They they uh, want counseling, and and uh, so we try to provide all those things to distinguish ourselves as lawyers. You know from from the document services you, you know you can buy online. We're talking estate planning with John Baker, estate planning attorney. We'll do just that on the other side of this break. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. This is Financials Coaching Radio. undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. 
You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor, but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. You have worked your entire life for what you have, and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones. Make sure your estate plan is in order by calling John Baker, estate planning attorney today at 896-5621. Estate planning is not about you, but those you leave behind. For more, go to bakercouncil.com or call 896-5621. Welcome back to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any financial products. I'll leave that to the other guys. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. For all about me, go to Jason Qualls cfp.com jason qualls cfp.com still along for the ride is john baker estate planning attorney a great question probably not all asked often enough someone who's done some estate planning maybe done five ten years ago when should old estate planning be redone what do you do with the old documents how do you make sure you don't get mixed up because if you've done a will three or four times if you've kept all three or four Obviously, you have to look at the dates, but how does that create confusion? What is the right process there? Yeah, so yeah, it can vary a little bit from from person to person and family to family. But uh, you know, but basically, when typically most of the time when you create a new document, certainly when you create a new will, uh, you know, usually there's language in there that says uh, you know it revokes the prior will, and so that that revokes it now. There can be sometimes reasons to hold on to a prior will, but uh, what will uh, be a reason? What will be the other reasons? Just well, if, for example, uh, the probably the most common thing I, I deal with with that is if if you have someone who maybe they've had they've declined in health and there's some family friction and you're concerned that if if the let's say it's a parent the parent uh, does a new will you're concerned that some other child may uh, try to challenge it. Uh, you know, that the parent didn't understand or something like that. And the parent has an older will that, that is very similar. There may be some changes in the new one, but, but it's basically may have the same distribution pattern. Maybe the old will left out a child and, and the new will will as well. So if, if they try to invalidate the new will, the old will had the same beneficiaries and the same excluded beneficiaries. So, so it's like a paper back. trail. You could fall back on that old will. So even if the 
court determined that he did not that the new will is not valid. He still have the old will, which which uh, was not a whole lot different. Uh, so that that would be an example where you probably want to hold on to that old will. And so we do we do kind of try to keep an eye on that in the law practice. You know, when, when, where you might have those issues. Is it ever a uh, bad idea to hold on to every version uh, of your will? I don't. I don't. I've never recommended that, and and uh, and I'd say most people don't, and I don't really see a reason to. Most families, it's not a non-issue, but occasionally, like I said, you're going to get. There might be some issues there where, particularly if mental capacity is the issue, uh, that to hold on to that old will. A lot of updates in in estate planning documents, as far as passing along assets. You know, isn't as simple as hey, everything goes to my children and then everything goes to my grandchildren. It could be family heirlooms, artwork, specific assets, and maybe those specific assets are listed on a an addendum, a, a separate document other than the main part of the will. What about hanging on to those, updating those? What's the process there? Yeah, we try to we try to uh, give the you know have the clients you know, provide them some flexibility there so that if they want to do something like that they don't have to come back to the lawyer they don't have to redo their whole will you know they can just make an update to to their memorandum and uh, so I tend to you know let clients do that if they need help with it you know certainly we're there to, to help them do that I think the rule of thumb there is it should be signed it should be dated. And uh, it should describe the item with enough specificity that we know what it is. You know, if they just say my my uh, my my desk and there's three desks, well, uh, you know, which I'm one? not sure which one they're talking about. So, so you need to have enough specificity, you know, as it's relevant to the particular uh, person or family. But uh, but those are the rules of thumb there. But it is it is a, a nice way to deal with that. We don't have to put all that stuff in the actual will or the actual trust itself. You know, we can just use these separate memorandums. Again, they should be signed, dated, and, and, and adequately describe the, the, the property. John Baker, estate planning attorney. John, if someone has an estate planning question, a Medicaid planning question off the air, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, we're at uh, 615-896-5621 here, here in Murfreesboro. 896-5621, offices right here in Murfreesboro. Also online at bakercouncil.com. That's bakercouncil.com. Look them up on the web as well. John, I appreciate your time. All right, thanks. Always great to be here. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Hang in there. More local talk is on the way. More Financial Coaching Radio on the way. like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage over your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonqualls.cfp.com 
or call 878-2134 today. Donegal offers car and homeowner's insurance at rates that are very competitive. So competitive that Donegal's car insurance rates are among the lowest in the state. And if you insure your car and home with Donegal, Donegal will take up to an additional 10% off their already low rates. Donegal, a better value. Let us quote your auto at home and maximize your discounts. Call Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio wrapping up today's show. How I always wrap up every show, telling you to listen to anytime, anywhere via podcast. And they're on the WGNS Radio website now. Links to Spotify and all the goodies that come along with technology today. But as of right now, a lot of the old past shows are also on financialcoachingradio.com. Now, that could change in the near future, make some changes to the websites around here and also on mine. But as of right now, you'll listen to the show anytime, anywhere. Click on the archives at financialcoachingradio.com. Lastly, now you're sitting here contemplating all that's happened in the world, all that's happening in the world. You're not quite sure your financial house is in order. You're not sure how to get it in order. Well, it all starts with who you seek for counsel. That is what it comes down to. How you pay your advisor, who your advisor works for, and the credentials and education they have is a huge driver of whether or not you're getting the advice you deserve. I suggest highly, strongly, only work with independent, fee-only certified financial planners. Go to Jason Qualls cfp.com for more that's j-a-s-o-n-q-u-a-l-l-s cfp.com all right i'm out of here for today i appreciate you listening i'll be back at you tomorrow same time same channel keep it locked in right here on wgns there's more local talk coming up